Hi, I'm Dr. Crowley. Welcome to Beauty and the Brain, the podcast where we talk about all things aesthetic. We have a really uh, fun topic today and something that's uh, you know a little bit taboo, but it's all about penis size. And we are going to talk about when is big too big. Okay. I'm Jerry Drinkard, family nurse practitioner and owner of Skin and Tonic in Pace, Florida, our med spa that Chris and I own together. And we do a lot of male treatments. We um, have a lot of male clients that come in for aesthetic treatments and they tend to lead to some of the sexual health treatments that we do. And, you know, I think that you mentioned it's like a, a taboo treatment and it's one of those things that once people are comfortable with us, they tend to tell us or ask us, like, what can they do to be better? What can they do to reverse the signs of aging below the belt? Yeah. So there are a lot of things out there now that, that we provide. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, certainly kind of a, a hot topic uh, throughout the U.S. right now. And I think, uh, why not, I don't know, do you want to talk about one of the questions? We usually like to start the episodes with some of our viewer questions or patient questions. So I know that there's something you could ask a lot. And Yeah, so we have... Um increasing number of, of OnlyFans patients that uh, or patients that participate in OnlyFans. And so uh, a common question that we get is about penis filler. Can we do filler in the penis? And the answer is yes, like it can be done, but it's just like filler used anywhere else in the body. It comes with associated risk. And so um, there are other options that, that are out there versus the filler that I personally prefer. And so what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, like a lot of other things in uh, medical aesthetics that there are uh, things that can be done, but there are definitely risks associated with it. So you need to make sure that you are uh, seeking the uh, advice, guidance, and care of a qualified medical professional who's been uh, trained to do these procedures and also that they know how to handle any kind of complications or emergencies that can arise from it. Now, at our practice, uh, you, you know, we trademarked a procedure and we really focus more on sexual performance rather than actually size. And so, yeah, that's a catchy topic and we do get asked that a lot. But um, in reality, the majority of our practice really focuses on, um, well, aesthetics in general, but when it comes to, to sexual health and male and females, uh, it, it is around performance issues. We look at ways that we can uh, treat either painful intercourse for women or um, erectile dysfunction uh, for men. And kind of as a side effect of some of that, they may have an increase in size. And so then when they start seeing that, they want to know, are there ways that we can uh, make this even larger? But in reality, most of the, the results that we see are coming from treatment of erectile dysfunction. And honestly, is is bigger better if you're performing right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think if I think performance is what it all boils down to at the at the end of the day, and um, and we all want to feel good about ourselves, whether in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom, whether with someone or with ourselves. Like we all want to be able to to be confident in our sexual roles, and so that's kind of what what I focus on when I have patients come in to us, and. Um, it's, it's a serious topic as easily as it is for us to laugh about it and joke about it. It really can impact people. You yeah. Know? Well, it's in, it, interesting. Um, you know, there was a study in the journal of sexual medicine back, I think in around 2015, and it showed that 45% um, uh, of men 
uh, had some concerns with their penis size. And so I think there's a, a lot of guys out there that have problems and they're kind of probably, you know, worrying or wondering, uh, did they um, measure up, if you will, to, to other guys? And so I think that that is a concern that um, we joke about and, and kind of people in general will laugh about, but it is a serious concern for many people out there. Average penis size is seven inches, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> When it comes to you know ways to, to augment penis size, I mean filler is the question that we get often. Um, it, but if we're looking at other things that we do, what modalities do we offer in our office, and what have you um, heard about in conferences or read about that are ways that we can augment size without going the filler route? One of the the most popular treatments that we offer is the performance P wave, which you and I trademarked, and this is a, a combination therapy, a combination treatment and it incorporates the, the P-Shot, uh, also a sound wave device, the P-Wave, and also a vacuum assist device that um, what it causes is engorgement of the corpus cavernosum and eventually causes increase in girth more so than length, I think. We occasionally see increase in length as well, but the harder someone is, the more increase they're getting in girth size. So these, um, Treatments are minimally invasive, if you want to call them invasive at all. I think for us as guys, we don't go to the, the physician's office routinely or to our medical provider's office routinely and have to take our pants down like a female goes for yearly OB checks. For guys, we don't do that. And so to me, once the guys come in and get past that, then it's really a relatively com comfortable treatment. Yeah, and I mean, for, for us, um, we definitely focus on safety and everything that we do at Skin and Tonic. And so when we were weighing out different options and what uh, you know services we were gonna offer, safety was a big concern. And so the P-Shot was uh, developed by Dr. Charles Ronalds many years ago, and we've been providing it um, almost since it's uh, the beginning. And um, it's a really safe procedure where we're drawing your blood, um, extracting out growth factors, and just using that portion of it to re-inject. And so it is a couple of injections into the penis, but it is actually, uh, you know, uh, patients usually will rate this less painful than their Botox. So we ask all the time, it's like, what is it on a scale of one to 10? And they'll tell us that their pain is like a one or two. So we do uh, numbing for this, topical numbing, and it's usually a pretty comfortable uh, procedure. And then we also combine that. So for patients who uh, may not want to go the injection route, we have a device. It's a, a device made by Zimmer and um, it's, it's a Z-Wave device and we trademarked it uh, when we do it with the, the penis. We call this a performance P-Wave. You want to talk a little bit about that and what the procedure is like? Yeah, so the performance P-Wave is a, it's a mechanical device and two metal pistons hit together on the inside and at the end of the, the machine is a rubber stopper. And so this rubber stopper disperses the sound waves into the penis and as they impact the, the vessels, the veins and the penis, it causes an expansion, a mechanical expansion. And then there are some vessels that don't expand at all because of some, it could be some comorbidities, whether the diabetes or smoking or just age or hormonal imbalances. And so these vessels aren't allowed to expand because of some sort of rigidity. And a lot of times those vessels are destroyed and it allows the body to regrow more healthy vessels. So those are like very, very comfortable, very tolerable treatments. They are um, typically last somewhere around 15 to 20 minutes. The patient's in and out of there. There's no downtime, no sexual restrictions. Um, 
go home and play with it, have fun with it, you know. And I think that that's probably our probably our most popular, most common treatment because they do get like a really good result, and it's a result that they see soon after the treatment. So other devices, I mean, you mentioned that in our procedure, we use a vacuum assist device. Um, so there are devices like that and other kind of stretch devices that are on the market that will mechanically cause, you know, distension. Um, but um, do you want to co comment or maybe you just explain to people why we use the device that we use? And this is not something that you just go get from, uh, you know, one of the adult toy stores and... Yeah, so the the vacuum device that we get is um, it's actually a Kaplan device, which was um, created by a physician, and it is a vacuum device that has a gauge on it so that you can regulate the amount of pressure that's put onto the penis. We certainly don't want to create an issue that we don't already have, and so by having extreme pressures on the penis, you can cause um, not only just bruising the other traumas and cause even vascular damage. So we recommend that they, um, they vacuum pump at a negative 10 pressure for 10 minute sessions, no more than 10 minute sessions. Immediately following our, our P wave or our um, P shot treatments, I recommend they do it for 30 days, twice a day. And so, um, you know, there are other things out there patients try to. I have um, one particular patient that's into jelking, which I didn't really know what jelking was. Do you? I don't know what that is. It's almost, a, or I guess it is, I need to Google a little more about it, but it's a stretching technique and it's not, um, it's not done with a device. So it's a manual, manual stretching technique and they do different exercises. And so when I did look it up, there are a lot of dangers associated with that because I think people think the, the more I do, the better my result's gonna be. And there've been cases that people have actually developed Peyronie's disease caused by the injury from the jail king. Hmm, interesting. So uh, another thing that we do in our practice and uh, that we've had uh, pretty impressive results with is uh, using some kind of neurotoxin, something like Dysport or Botox uh, for injections into the penis and the scrotum. Um, Bocox, yeah, so that's the, the, the name that, that that's being called right now, and it's, it's also pretty popular. Um, so with that, you know, it's mostly, it was originally looked at with guys with erectile dysfunction as a way of relaxing the muscle to allow more blood flow into the penis to improve um, erections. But a lot of guys were noticing that they had increased um, length, but this was mostly in the flaccid state, so not when they were erect, but when they were flaccid. Why don't you explain to people the mechanism of how that works and why we're... So it works Great. That. The way that it works is it causes a relaxation of the muscle that causes retraction, so the penis hangs more freely. And so in the flaccid state, it appears to be larger. But it also causes a relaxation of the muscles and allows blood to flow in more freely. And then that's where it has its, um, its function in erectile dysfunction. So um, it's, there are several studies that support using like some sort of neurotoxin for, for this. I think it's more popular for the aesthetic look of the penis in the states versus for function. Hmm. Yeah, and, and what uh, dangers do you see associated with this? Is it mostly minimal stuff or is there a big risk associated with it? Yeah, I think the, the risk associated with using neurotoxin is minimal. Um, you know, certainly bruising, swelling at the injection site. Um, infection if it's not done properly. That's why we recommend using, going to someone that's been properly trained in these techniques. But I think that the, the risk is pretty, pretty low. Um, 
it's also you know, patient dependent. Some patients are gonna get better results from this, just like if we use a neurotoxin in the face, some people respond differently than others. So it's not across the board 100% guarantee for everyone, but it is something that most people respond to to some degree. So let's go from that, because I think when people hear about any kind of Botox or, or uh, you know, neurotoxin, they immediately also think about filler. And I think patients don't really uh, always know the difference in the two. So fillers that, that are approved for use in the U.S. are all hyaluronic acid fillers, and they have uh, uh, approval for use in facial aesthetics. So when they're used in other parts of the body, they're definitely being used in an off-label fashion. This is not something that's been studied or approved. And so, you know, you got to make sure your provider knows what they're doing there. So uh, we talk about it a lot in the face and the risk of, uh, you know, the biggest fear that people have is vascular occlusion. And so patients don't realize because a filler is like a gel, it can clog up a blood vessel, it can clog up an artery. And if that happens, tissue um, that that artery supplies can actually die and it can cause uh, significant necrosis or sloughing off of tissue in that area. You know, is this a concern when you inject this in an off-label fashion in the penis? To me, fillers a concern when I inject it in an on-label fashion. Uh, fashion. Filler does, certainly does not come without risk, even though it's very common. I don't know that there's an on-label use for any filler in the penis. Not that I'm aware of. It's, it's being commonly used. It's being used in a diluted fashion. I know oftentimes filler comes as a, for anyone that doesn't know, it's almost like a, a little thinner than toothpaste. And then in a diluted fashion, it's a little thicker than a milkshake and depending on the dilution. And so I think that um, a common misconception is that just because a filler is diluted, that it's completely safe. And that's not the situation. So um, I would be very careful about injecting filler into a piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do know that it's increasing in use. So again, I'm looking at a study in the Journal of Sexual Medicine that I'm looking at here. Um, back in uh, 2020, they did a survey of a little over a thousand men and saw that 5.6% uh, of them had received, 5.6% uh, had received penile filler injections just for cosmetic purposes. So this wasn't to correct any deformity or scarring. It was strictly for cosmetic purposes to make it appear larger. And, and so I find that's interesting. So that number is definitely increasing. It's higher than what I would have expected, honestly. Yeah, and it's and it's fairly recent. I mean, I know it probably if we did it again now, we would see this even higher because this is kind of gaining uh, in popularity. So we'd certainly talked about incorporating it into the, the practice, um, you know, because it, it, we offer a lot of cosmetic uh, services. Um, but there, there are risks associated with it, so it's not something that, that we take on uh, lightly. With that being said, let's get into the you know, real hot topic and what we started out the podcast with. When is big too big? Because we all assume that bigger is better, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think that we see that from both sides. I think oftentimes bigger is better when you're looking from the from the the guy's standpoint. We treat it. We do a lot of female dysfunctions as well, and um, I'd say probably one of the most common female sexual dysfunctions is uncomfortable intercourse. And so I think if you ask those ladies, bigger is not necessarily better. But then on the other hand, I just mentioned that we have our OnlyFans population. And I think in their opinion, I think bigger probably is better. It kind of equates to cash. Well, I think that that, that gets into right. We have um, definitely patients who like 
bigger breasts, bigger butt. And, and so I think that that is a little bit of a, you know, um, it, it's trendy, so it kind of comes and goes with time. Since I think if you're looking at it, if you're a performer of some sort, whether it's online through one of these uh, online platforms or in any other manner, if you're a performer, you may want to augment certain areas. But when it comes down to, you know, to just like personal, uh, you know, satisfaction, I think that that's really something that's between a couple. And so it depends on who your partner is and what their desires are. And, you know, if they're also having issues with it, it's not necessarily just make it bigger and that they're going to like it better. And I've also seen several that were injected that were not pretty. <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole other podcast that we could do on what makes it pretty. But... <laughs> Just don't think that just because it's bigger, it's prettier. So, yeah. Um, so I think that, that, I mean, that is something to, to, to kind of discuss and to let people know that when they put filler there, there's a few things. One, it can be not symmetric. So filler is a gel and it can be a little bit more on one side than the other. So it can make it, it can be lumpy. It can be more large on one side than the other. Um, so for sure, it's not always just because you put it in there, but also, um, a lot of procedures can minimally enhance the glands or the, the head of the penis, but um, we really, most of the fillers are focused on the shaft. So it can be really disproportionate where you have this, you know, really large uh, girth in the shaft, but it doesn't look like it fits on that person's body. So you got to make sure that you go to a provider that's going to kind of keep you in, you know, in check and not, not overdo it. Yeah, I mean, the last thing you want is like a look of elephantitis or something <laughs> like that. So I think the, um, so, so yeah, in my opinion, bigger is not necessarily better when, yeah. it, when it comes to, to this. That, yeah, so. and I think that's my opinion too. Function is really what's going to be the best. And so, you know, if you're... All about performance. All about performance, right? And so if we can somehow make it, if you're having any kind of uh, performance issues and can come in and you happen to get some size increase as a result of improved uh, performance, improved erectile function, then that's a great bonus. But that's usually not our primary goal, um, at least at this point in our aesthetic practice. We want to put a Hemi in the engine of what was the... <laughs> I don't know, one of our other podcast episodes, we, we talked about that. And so, um, all right, well, anything else you want to, any final thoughts? I don't think so, other than if you do decide to go down the path the way of penile filler or filler of any sort, um, certainly vet your provider, be sure that your provider is using a product that's um, safe for that area and do your homework prior to doing any of these treatments. Yeah, exactly. So I couldn't agree more with what Jerry said. Uh, thanks, you guys, for tuning in again this week. Please remember that um, this podcast is simply our opinions. It's not meant at all to replace uh, medical advice, and we encourage you, if you're having uh, any issues, to seek advice from a qualified healthcare uh, professional to address your particular needs. Thanks again, and we look forward to seeing you next week on another episode of Beauty in the Brain.